Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And what we're going to do today on the show is we're going to give you the new rules for how to not just survive, but thrive in this new housing market. And just start out by uh, helping all of you guys understand, if you have not yet figured this out yet, this new housing market is the new housing market that's probably going to last the next five to 10 years at least. That's right. So seven rules for the shifting market. If you want all of the rules for the shifting market, you have to be a premier coaching member, but let's get started here. So shifting market first, don't overreact. The market is shifting. There is no crash. Tuck your drama in and get back to work. If you expect buyers and sellers to transact with you, you must be educated, motivated, and proactive. So here's a fact. Some homes will sell immediately with multiple offers, sometimes still for over list, but some won't. Be able to handle both situations with skill. That's the challenge in a shifting market. Now, again, the market is not about to crash. It may seem like a crash to some of you if if you believe that 20 days on the market is the end of the world. Now, right now, the average as of this morning is 30 days on the market. We had gotten as high as, oh no, 37 days on the market last month, but now it's back down to 30. Now, this time is not like last time, like the last housing crash. Many agents, buyers, sellers, and lenders were not even adults during the last time, the crash of 2007 to nine. The elements are not even remotely the same. We've done extensive podcasts about that. And Waiting to buy or sell because you think the market will crash is a mistake. Right. And it should be noted that you do need to go back and listen to, I think we've done three or four topics or yes. three or four pods on this, but definitely go back and listen to, especially the last one we did, just go to Google, put in Tim and Julie Harris, uh, and then put in like housing crash. Or if you're on iTunes, just scroll up and use the search widget and then just look for housing crash or anything like that. We've, and we update that. We've been updating it once a quarter. And really, guys, if there was any reason to remotely believe there was going to be anything that even remotely resembled 2007 through 2009, trust me when I tell you, we'd be the first ones to tell you. For sure. Additionally, we'd be you know coaching you guys and training you so you could thrive in that market. But that market is probably never going to happen again in our entire lifetimes, especially not now. And again, we're not going to make this podcast by, about why all the foreclo- foreclosure bros Mm -hmm. are just pumping malarkey into the marketplace and all this fear and loathing about a housing crash. When you really drill down, and I do not care how convincing, motivated, excited, or how in any way uh, even believable the presenter is, if anybody is telling you there's going to be a housing crash, frankly, they are either blissfully ignorant or they're choosing to be ignorant because they have an agenda. A hundred percent. That's right. And if you want talking points on what Tim just said, again, get back to the podcast where we've already, I think we gave them 15 reasons why it's not going to crash. Okay. Point number one, we're talking about a shifting market. Point number one, set your seller's expectations for two scenarios. Yes, it may sell right away, possibly with multiple offers. However, 
If it does not sell right away, what does that do to their plans? Understand your seller's motivation and their time frame, and discuss different scenarios after you have the listing signed, but before the first showing. What are the average days on the market for the subject property? Don't assume that it's 10 or less. It might be, but you have to take every situation by itself because not everything is happening exactly identically like it did for a few years. That seems like a very simple, obvious pre-qualification point. But how many of you right now, even working with buyers, don't really know what their time frame is? Don't know yeah. what, maybe there's a hard stop sometime in their future that is financially related. Maybe they got a mortgage uh, interest rate lock that's running out. Or maybe there's something else that's happening that's going to really cause them a huge amount of discomfort uh, financially or psychologically mm -hmm. if they haven't hit their done date for their, their buyer, their sell by that particular thing. You got to know, because that is going to affect, especially with sellers, what their motivation is. And if you know that someone's super motivated, chances are they're going to be more aggressive with allowing that for showings, conditioning the house for sale, and most likely also with pricing. That's right. And related to that is another mistake they're making, which is not even asking if a seller can buy before they sell. For sure. You'd be surprised how many people will actually do that. Well, I we're rounding up when we give you guys these statistics. And again, the foreclosure bro types, I'm using your term mm. from, uh, yeah. what's his Housing name? Wire, Logan, yeah. 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 So he calls them foreclosure bros. But one of the things that they don't want you to know, the people that are trying to sell you into believing that there's going to be a big REO short sale crisis on the horizon is that here's, again, I'm rounding these numbers to keep it simple. Half the homes in the United States are owned outright with no mortgage. The other half with a mortgage have basically 50% equity mm -hmm. in their homes. I don't know how the hell there can be a mortgage crisis or a foreclosure crisis if half the homes in the United States are owned outright and the other half uh, that are do have loans have at least 50% equity. I don't really know how that all adds up. But again, you got to know all these statistics facts. and all these facts when you're dealing with sellers. So you can really be in alignment. And to Julie's point, if they have 50% equity or even more, they might very well be able to quite easily buy without the sale of their existing house. Don't assume one has to happen before the other. And there's nothing wrong with selling somebody a house while they have their current home. Even if they do have a loan, chances are that mortgage rate on that thing's less than like three and a half percent. They can probably afford both payments with no problem whatsoever. Yes. Also, people have other savings. Yeah. There's that. So anyway. Okay. Point number two, prepare your listings as if you have more competition. Now, in some cases, you do have more competition, but why are we talking about preparing it? Well, buyers are definitely getting more picky and will pass on a home that seems neglected. Buyers are starting to believe that there will be more inventory soon and may pass on something that's not quite right for them. Proper previous preparation prevents pitifully poor performance. That's the seven Ps. <laughs> so make it shine even if you think you don't have to. Your seller will thank you. I'm thinking about Tammy Irby, okay, in Northern Virginia, who really just prepares the daylights. She has like a whole program of sprucing a house up, staging it, cleaning it, making sure that it shows in its best light. Now, part of that is because she has a lot of pride in her listings for her sellers. She wants to do the best job for them, but she also wants them to net as much as they can in the least amount of time for that particular home. And often she'll say, do you think I'm overdoing it? And I say, well, Tammy, your numbers stand on their own, right? Are you selling them quickly? Is your average higher than the average for that type of home in that type of neighborhood? It's if the even, answer is yes, then you're doing the right thing. But it's even more than that. If you're a co-op, if you're a buyer's agent, you're trying to decide which houses you're going to show to your prospective, you know, your buyers, uh, you're going to always show Tammy's house because you know it's yes. going to stand tall. 
versus maybe another agent who, you know, doesn't really give much of a hoot about the condition of the properties and doesn't take the time to educate their sellers. It just makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, you don't have to wonder, what am I going to find before, behind door number two, right? By, by the way, advanced coaching alert. Do it, do it. If you come across the listing in the house, in the seller, just, you know, for whatever reason, that seller is incapable or unwilling to condition the house for sale. One of our secret uh, steps that we teach you in Premier Coaching is a long-held understanding that you oftentimes, when you have a house like that, is remove the seller. Yes, and often <laughs> some of their stuff. Yes. Maybe so, all of their stuff. So if you walk into a house that needs just a billion years worth of work and the seller is motivated, remove the seller. Let the seller know that it's maybe best in this case, Mr. Seller, that you move on to your next home and let's deal with this you know, tragedy of a condition <laughs> afterwards and that might not the exact script but no that's not but remove (laughs) seller yes (laughs) i mean seriously that that is very true okay point number three you must be more careful about accurate pricing on your listings do three comparative market analysis low medium and high a listing presentation you go on today where the seller is going to take 30 days to prepare the home will require you to revisit the price before you actually launch it as a new listing in other words if I meet with you today, but you're not ready in 30 days, it might not be the identical price that comes out on the CMA today. There's going to be new pendings and new sales. In a shifting market, it may adjust up, down, or stay the same. So what do the new pendings and sales actually tell you? You do have to be more careful. I'm hearing more about appraisers being more strict. Uh, buyers are getting a bit more nervous. We're not seeing the same percentage over list price that we used to. So you have to be more accurate with your pricing. And at the same time, the Fed basically came out and said there's going to be no more jacking around with the interest rates, which is going to, for, for, honestly, guys, in all accounts, it's going to reinflate the stock market. It's going to cause real estate to start to uh, be, uh, again, we're going to see, I think, a lot more inflation and everything is really the bottom line. Anything that is a, hold, a store of value yeah, people are going to say, well, I guess it's now time to buy. I don't have to worry about interest rates going back up. Maybe it's a seller who is th- sitting in the... All of that is going to start to percolate. A lot of markets didn't really have a very vibrant spring market. We might just be looking at what will feel like a, pro- a protracted spring market. And it might end up being... And we've seen this before, mm-hmm. where your spring market actually is your late summer market. And then what happens, believe it or not, is over the holidays, where it's typically slower, the market then continues to accelerate into yes. the spring. And we saw that... Um, 2011, 2012, as the market was starting to, you know, rediscover that real estate was mm-hmm. the fantastic thing to, you know, I, invest I in. believe, I, I mean, with my crystal ball, I think that probably is what's going to happen this year. That's what is it feels that, like. Like summer is going to feel like spring and, and fourth quarter will feel like fall. So yes, make hay while the sun shines, guys. By the way, if you have not yet joined Premier Coaching, it's not too late for you. The links are in the show description. If you're over on iTunes or if you're listening to us on uh, YouTube, anyplace else, you can simply scroll down, look at the show notes in the description, and just click to join Premier Coaching. The link is right there, and you can join Premier Coaching for free. And yes, that includes a daily semi-private coaching call. You guys have been listening to us, many of you, for a long period of time. You've made this, thank you very much, the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. This podcast has had over 20 million downloads, far more than that at this point. Millions and millions of you listen to us every year. Well, guess what? That means that millions and millions of you are ready for the next natural step in your real estate business, which is becoming a Premier Coaching client. So just go to premiercoaching.com, premiercoaching.com, or if you're listening on your mobile, which most of you are, just click one of the links in the show description and you can join right now for free. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. You can have immediate access to the first level of Premier Coaching. So just go to premiercoaching.com.
Yeah, so point number five with our shifting market topic here. If the seller has to sell, you have to take the listing. Don't lose it over being adamant about your price. The market still has enough demand that you may be able to achieve the seller's higher price, again, within reason, right? And this so is, it gets back to motivation. Well, this is also pre-qualification, right? Sure. Because as you're reading, they have to sell. I'm thinking how many of them out there right now have no clue what you're talking about. Yep. You know, when you're using our pre-qualification script, which you do get in Premier Coaching, you're going to want to, um, you know, use the script exactly. Don't change it, personalize it. Don't do anything. Uh, don't manipulate it in any way. Just ask the questions because then you'll quickly learn whether this is a seller that wants to sell or has to sell. And there's a huge difference. You know, if a seller and most of your sellers are going to have to sell, in other words, they don't have an option or the option to keep the house uh, is not viable. It's not something they want to explore. They want to get the house. They need the money. They don't want the house or they want to sell the house. They need the money. You guys get the point. Whereas with you might come across somebody, well, if I can get my price or, you know, if pigs fly, those are the sellers that you maybe in this market, you still list, but you're listing them realistically, knowing that they're probably not going to transact because they won't be willing to take an offer that's within reason. Whereas the sellers that have to sell, obviously they will. So you've got to know what their motivation is. Don't take listings or have conversations that are not resulting in you knowing what somebody's motivation is. Motivation in real estate, especially in dealing with sellers is job number one, and that's what knowing how to pre-qualify someone using our scripts are all about. That's right. Point number six, brush off your price reduction scripts. Wait, what? You don't have any because you've never needed them? Yikes. Well, yes, it is possible in today's market to actually overprice a listing and have it sit on the market. This is called aspirational pricing. Not overpriced. Don't tell a seller overpriced. <laughs> no, it's just aspirate. You're just way ahead of the market. And it is the number one reason why we see expireds every day. Don't let it happen to you. I mean, one would ask, right, in a mostly hot seller's market, maybe it's not quite as hot, but in a hot seller's market where most things are selling right away, sometimes with multiple offers, how can there possibly be expireds? What even causes that? It is possible to actually go higher than you were supposed to go, or maybe it's too strict showing restrictions. I mean, we, you learn all this in Premier Coaching, what actually causes an expired, but a percentage of those expired sellers do actually have to sell. And I'll tell you, it's not always the seller's fault. Sometimes an unskilled agent who has no other tools in their toolkit will overprice or worse, they'll overprice and they'll under commission just to take the listing. And you just said one of my biggest trigger words in real estate, which was expired <laughs> listings. Yes. Expired listings, guys, are the absolute biggest opportunity in real estate right now. We've been telling you this now for about 18 months. How many of you have been listening? If Julie, and this is a question we get, if Julie and I, Julie, hey, Tim, you and Julie, you guys are getting back into selling real estate, right? You live in Dorado, Puerto Rico. You want to start selling real estate again. What are you going to do? I will tell you exactly what we're going to do. This would be our masterful business plan. Are you ready, listeners? Number one, we would definitely work centers of influence and past clients. We would definitely absolutely 100% do that. We don't even sell real estate anymore and we trip over real estate transactions every single Center day. Center of influence. Yeah. 100%. Number two, expired listings. Expired listings are the best single opportunity for you to become listing uh, listing agents that we, right now, especially in the, last, in the last 15 years, it's never been a better time. Tim, there are no expires in my marketplace. That's not true. It can't be true. I know in the national stats. You're just not looking in an expansive enough area. And additionally, you need to go back and look at old expireds. And I know some of you guys who are expired hunters are not going to like me sharing this, but some of the best expireds right now are the ones that expired right during the pandemic. 
yes, first quarter of 2020, second quarter, when you weren't even allowed to show a house, people, it's, it's not just expired, it's off the market, temporarily withdrawn. That is a honey hole, uh, both with regular residential, but also mixed use commercial and multifamily had a ton of that. Well, there's so, look, I mean, again, this is, expireds are my favorite thing ever, but uh, and I don't want to you know spend a lot of time talking about it. Listen to past podcasts or even better, go to Premier Coaching. But right now, expired listings, and Julie was just describing what an involuntary landlord was. For example, their house didn't sell during the pandemic. They just decided to keep it. They rented it out. They yep. don't want to keep the house. They don't want to rent it out. They want to sell it. Um, if you were to call those old expireds, you would find a lot of them be happy to relist with you because they have no clue that the house is actually worth substantially more than it was back in 2020 and 2021. Gold mine. Now, what do you do to actually move forward and take full advantage of becoming an expired listing agent? I'll give you the answer. You'd absolutely 100% need to uh, subscribe to the Red X data. Here's what it does. The biggest pain in the ass with hunting expireds is going to be getting the phone numbers for the sellers. Yep. And frankly, it's mostly impossible. What Red X does is it goes into your MLS every single day and you can have it go and pull old expireds as well. And it'll find all the new expireds. It'll find all the listing data on it, all the sellers' names and a bunch of phone numbers. Now, it's going to sometimes, they'll spit out like four or six different phone numbers. They might be new cell phone numbers, old cell phone numbers. Call them all. And what you'll discover is a lot of times those sellers uh, are going to be amazing sellers. They're going to be incredibly motivated because let's say they listed the house, you know, six months ago and it didn't sell. But that turns out they have to sell the house uh, by, you know, another 60 days because they're relocating to Tibet. I don't know. In other words, they weren't that motivated six months ago, but they're incredibly motivated now. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily have a pricing issue because, frankly, Mr. Seller, sometimes the best homes don't sell, and it's not for the reasons you've been told. There's a script. I just gave it to yep. you. So expired sellers, what else do we know? That they'll list with an agent. We know that they'll pay a commission. We know what the price, frankly, probably isn't. We know that the seller, after it's been expired, is going to be a lot more uh, amicable, is that Coachable. the right word? Coachable, right. Mm -hmm. With dealing with condition issues or maybe not being so picky about the showing times and all the rest of it. Expired sellers, guys, are straight up a gold mine. Uh, go to the old expireds. How do you get full access to all this? Here's the punchline. Absolutely subscribe to Red X. And we've made it so that you guys get a $150 discount on Red X. Just text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. And when you do, we'll text you back a link and just subscribe. It gives you a $150 discount. Ask Red X to give you access to the older expireds. And then 100% get started doing this, guys. Use our script. Use our listing process. This is what we would do if we were you. And this is what all of you guys should be seriously considering doing. It's the single best opportunity right now if you're focused on becoming a listing agent, which all of you should. So text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. I mean, just talking about expireds makes me excited. I have so many uh, stories and you know coaching calls about that. My favorite one, though. I had a coaching client in, in Indianapolis, world's most normal market, right? Not a resort, just totally, you know, normal market. And she had a strategy. She used Red X, but what she did is she always would start with the most expensive and work backwards because she knew there was a lot less competition on the luxury. Explaining what Julie's saying. So what happens a lot of times is when there's other agents that are going to start, uh, let's just say they've got their courage up and they're going to start calling expireds, what they almost always will do, and the data, frankly, is provided like this, is it'll be the least expensive first and then the most expensive last. And most agents, will, uh, they won't call the most expensive listings. Psychologically, why? It's because most people, you guys watch yourselves for this, won't do a real estate transaction either with a buyer or a seller. 
that's not within, say, twenty-five dollars or $50,000 of the house they live in. People pigeonhole themselves mm -hmm. subconsciously into dealing with people that are in the same socioeconomic bracket that they are. That's what they're comfortable in. Exactly. So they completely avoid the most expensive listings. And a great psychological trick, Julie and I frankly do this with coaching clients, is we tell you uh, to uh, mix the list or even better, flip the list, not pay attention to what the price point is because here's what you'll discover. You can call on that double wide that's in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of acreage that you know you will never sell and probably can't get Because you're not intimidated by it. Because you're not intimidated by it, right? In uh, the same script, same objection handler, same process works. If you'd called the other guy who is a $5 million expired, the exact same conversation, the seller is going to say the same thing at the exact same time. The whole process is going to be uh, like an assembly line. And that's what it is. So why would you spend so much time, you know, all your time, all your best efforts and energies working on the low end ones, focus on the higher end ones first. That's a coaching hack for you guys. Hopefully mm -hmm. you're going to use that. Obviously you want to list them all. Um, you know, don't be so picky. We're not suggesting that. Don't overanalyze and spend your whole day doing the history on it and trying to look up what the person does for a living. And it doesn't matter if they don't have to sell. And don't hunt them down on social and all this <laughs> but, time wasting crap. Yeah. I'll give you this, guys, too. Don't mail them anything. Call them. Oh, Tim, I don't have a phone number or they can't or they're not. Baloney. Go to the door. Yep. I'm in Canada. We're not allowed to call people. Go to the door. Exactly. Okay. And we could go on and on about expires. We love expires. That's a different podcast, though. It okay. Is. So point number seven, always speak to the listing agent when you're representing buyers. Find out what's most important to the sellers. And listing agents, call the buyer's agents back. Now, I know, here's an, a little sideline. Uh, buyer's agents, make sure you read all of the comments and the extended comments and agent-to-agent -agent comments in the MLS before you start torturing the listing agent. They might have told you exactly what you need to do in the comments. But find out what's most important to the sellers. Other than price, what would make your buyers the buyers? The buyers who are still in the market after higher rates are more serious and probably more qualified, but assume that you'll still be competing most of the time. Often it is against stronger borrowers right now. So find out what's most important to the seller and see if you can deliver. So here's your homework. Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. Text the word RED, R-E-D, as in the color red, to 47372. And definitely consider becoming a Red X subscriber. Frankly, it's you know something that truly excites us and should excite all of you as well. In the meantime, guys, thank you for keeping this the number one list to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Many of you or most of you are listening to us on iTunes on your uh, iPhone. Please do give us a five-star review and a pithy comment. We sincerely appreciate your continued support. This podcast has been downloaded literally tens of millions of times. And the only reason it's being so successful for so long is because it the information we're providing is fluff-free, no BS, and giving you guys actual information to be successful because of this market. Help us to continue to be successful with this podcast. Do give us a five-star review on iTunes. And don't, uh, don't forget to include your pithy comment. That's always fine as well. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs> <laughs>